Today I'm doing what I would say is officially my favorite walk in, in Tokyo. The walk from Nakaitabashi Station down the Shakuji River, which is a name I'm still having a hard time internalizing because I never because I never looked up the name of it before. It was just the <laughs> just by my Airbnb. But if you walk down the Shakuji River to Oji Station, I'm not saying it's the best walk, it's actually pretty average, I guess. But to me, it's my favorite because this was where I first stayed in Japan and I walked this more than any other one walk. But I guess, when I say it's my favorite, I mean, I wasn't really counting out in Akiruno, but that's technically Tokyo. It's just so far west, it feels like a different place. So the point is, I shouldn't put pressure on it. I shouldn't, who, what's the point of, uh, of like grading my own fucking memories of <laughs> like, hmm, what was my favorite random place? Who, who fucking cares? This is a good one, that's all that matters. But yeah, as I went through here, I walked through the little Nakaitabashi neighborhood again, like I did last episode, and something occurred to me. It's very obvious, but I mean, in a way, that's a good thing. When something is this obvious, it's weird that it took me so long to realize it but it's also probably true. It's not like some complicated deep thought. It's just some simple thing I didn't think of before. Is yeah, I was walking through it again and much like yesterday, I was like, yeah, it's fine. It's a pretty good little neighborhood, but it just, you know, doesn't feel like it used to feel. But as I said last episode, that's the same thing when I went back to my old neighborhood in Flushing. And I was like, yeah, this is fine, but it doesn't feel the same. When I went back to my old neighborhood in Toronto, it's like, yeah, this is fine, but it doesn't feel the same. The obvious thing that's missing, I suddenly realized, is I don't live there anymore. I don't have a home there. I don't have a door I can go in and a place where I can put my stuff. A place with friends and roommates and uh, possibly TVs and video games and uh, people that I know and just, you know, up a home. I don't live there, <laughs> you know? Even in this case that it was just an Airbnb, but it was an Airbnb for 40 some days. I was there for a long time. It really felt like I lived in that neighborhood. So that's the obvious secret sauce to all these places. It's not the actual place. As long as the place isn't actively bad, then the place will be good. <laughs> It'll just be cool because that's my home base. That's where I go back to at the end of the day. That's where I wake up every morning. That makes it feel significant. And yeah, that's all. That's why it doesn't feel special anymore. I don't live there. Oh wow, there's that overpass already. Geez, I just started walking down this path. I didn't realize how quick you get to the overpass. But yeah, this was uh, when I walked from Shibuya. Oh, that means the weird little squat toilet. <laughs> it's got to cross over the river. It's right up here. I can pee out some coffee, as is my tradition. But yeah, I add that to the list of uh, the homespun wisdom of the roaming holiday podcast that's always way shallow and super obvious. <laughs> that's, that's, what I, uh, that's what I market in, that's what I peddle. There's a word, but uh, whatever, who cares? Oh yeah, even from this distance you can hear the traffic. Hmm, how strange. I would always get to that overpass and sidle over to the side a little to the crosswalk, wait for the crosswalk, get across, and then just get away from that thing because it's obviously a giant loud nightmare compared to uh, the nice water flowing and uh, birds chirping of the, the river route. But it's just so weird now that uh, 
just kind of looked down the street and it's like, you know, now I have a pretty good idea of what lies not only that way, but the next three hours or so that way. (laughs) I mean, it's just a straight line. It's just a street that never ends, but I just walked down it and it's like, dude, that's pretty fucking, it's a weird thing to have tucked away now in my mental catalog. Man, very weird weather today. A couple little raindrops just hit me. But yeah, according to the weather, still above 20 degrees today. It's supposed to be like 23. But as soon as I left the apartment, all I've got is my t-shirt and in my back pocket, I've got a long sleeved thermal shirt. And the one day I brought more than that, I regretted it. I just absolutely did not need that kind of warmth. I'm just passing a kind of cool little shopping street. But I'm not going that way today. Oh yeah, and here's the little side path. I missed it though, I missed the entrance. That's the way out, but just a little a little horseshoe loop with a little stream. Oh, the old men were out in, uh, in force today. Tons of them fishing. But yeah, when I left, uh, left the Airbnb house I met, it was a little cloudy. There was definitely a little chill on the skin. It did not feel like 23 degrees. And I was like, should I go back in? Should I get more layers? Is this the day? Am I gonna regret this? But no, I've decided, because again, it's just so warm around here. So I decided today I'd make the weather have it. There's this saying when you play Magic the Gathering, (laughs) as all extremely cool people do, that it's like, oh, you know, I want to make this one play, but if they have this certain card, I'm going to get destroyed. But you can't just be timid all the time. You just got to go for it sometimes. So the, the phrase is, make them have it. Like, just do it, make them have it. And if they have it, if they have the right counter card, then uh, then you lose. I'm gonna make the weather have it. I'm not gonna bring anything more than this one extra layer until the weather has the counter attack. (laughs) Gonna make the weather have it. And if it doesn't have it, this is what I'm gonna do. And also, um, to squeeze in another layer, I have to basically take out my umbrella. Seeming like umbrella is a better idea, but yeah, the weather keeps, uh, you know, it's a little overcast, a tiny little chill. Then the sun comes out and it gets all warm again. It's very weird. But yeah, even I'm still feeling these couple little raindrops, but if anything, it's just sort of adding to the humidity. It's not really making things colder. Oh, here's something I've never seen before in the drink machine. Sparkling apple. However, not really in the mood for that. Doesn't even have caffeine in it. <laughs> but, but that's kind of neat. I haven't, uh, I'm starting to get pretty familiar with the different drink machines and what's in them this particular time of year. Not a lot of uh, unexpected things like that. I tried a weird drink though at the 7-Eleven this morning. It was like a mixed berry lassie, came in a carton. And it was all right for something without caffeine in it. <laughs> not the worst. <laughs> Oh man, this walk is so good. My memory of this is holding up pretty well. There's this little washroom. There's quite a few washrooms on this route, which of course I love, but it's right before this university. And there's something about walking past this university, you know, just seeing the people around here. I did not uh, go to post-secondary education. I was so glad to get out of school after high school. I was like, I'm fucking out forever. I'm never going back, you can't make me. 
And I suspect it would have been pretty lame even if I went because there's a university in my hometown, the University of New Brunswick. So it was not exactly an exciting prospect. It's like I already go to the university all the time. There's an anime club there. And speaking of magic cards, I used to play that shit there. As a high schooler, I hung out at the university all the time. So it just would have been like, oh great, more university, except now I get to go to class. <laughs> you know? At least moving away to a different city would have been some kind of an adventure. But I do always think sometimes of like, hey, that is one of those things though, most people did that I did not do. And uh, as far as the education part of it, yeah, I don't, I don't care at all. <laughs> not even a tiny bit. But from a social perspective, I bet it would have been kind of cool. Instead, I kind of feel like when I moved to New York, that was like, uh, that's where I got my, my college frat boy movie version of, you know. I got to go travel somewhere, live somewhere weird, meet a bunch of new people, get drunk all the time. Just didn't have to worry about going to classes or any of that stuff. That was my uh, surrogate experience. But yeah, I don't know, for some reason walking by here, or like I walked through the campus a couple times, just seeing the people here, I guess, I guess it's maybe partially because there's so few people in Tokyo that I know what their life is like. You know, I just don't know how a normal life around here works or what people do day to day or career paths, basic, basic, I don't know anything. The people on the university track, it's easier to, uh, to imagine, even if I don't actually know. <laughs> but just to imagine little stories in my head or little, uh, you know, like my favorite manga are just like domestic sort of relationship-based manga. And it's just so easy to imagine like somebody having their, their school adventure and they're stressed out with class, but there's this one person they really like and they're having their meet-cutes and their little relationships. And it's just like, just for whatever reason, just walking past this place just made me, just like weirdly inspiring for like a story. <laughs> yeah, just these super random memories. There's a family mart I'm passing that was the first family mart I ever went to where uh, where I went into the frozen section and got ice cream. It's like, who cares? <laughs> who the fuck cares? But, but I just remember it. I don't know. It was a really hot day. It was delicious. It's interesting, too, walking down this route where, uh, like, back where the old guys are, are fishing, it's a pretty low-income feeling area. Whereas this university is hoity-toity as fuck, fancy pants as shit. And in fact, I just realized for the first time ever, I could find out what this place is called. Teikyo University Hospital. Hmm. T-E-I-K-Y-O, University Hospital. I didn't know there was anything to do with hospital stuff. Man, that's interesting on the map too. You know, when you walk down the river, it just seems like you're walking straight, but you sure aren't. This thing curves all over the place. That was something too, because of the curviness of this river, something I could put a lot more time into researching if I still lived around here, is there's this route down to Oji, but then sometimes I would just cut through the city and go straight to Ikebukuro. And I didn't realize that some of the streets that I would commonly walk down were really close to parts of this river. Like the river would just bend over near the street. Because I just remember I turned a corner once. I was like, I ah, just out of curiosity, let's just go down this little side street that I've never tried before. 
And in like a block and a half, I bumped into this river and it just blew my fucking mind. <laughs> Cause also I was a, basically a mapless Jones last time I was here. And I was like, wait a minute, this is connected to that? How is that possible? Also, I've just, my sense of direction is so shit. That happened to me in Manhattan one time. There was this one bar that this guy I knew really liked and this restaurant called Remedy that the girl I was dating really liked. They were freaking around the corner from each other, but because we always came out of different subway stations and walked from different directions, all of my sense of direction is basically always just, uh, it's all relative, you know, it's all based on the previous landmark. It's not cardinal in any way. <laughs> so I knew go from here to here to here to get to that place, or go from here to here to here to get to that place. The idea that they were around the corner from each other, again, I just, I, I still can't believe it. That was over 10 years ago. <laughs> How is that possible? Just the way my brain works is that it doesn't work. I'm so bad at figuring out where stuff is. Hmm. This 7-Eleven, instead of the traditional green lines on the sign, it's black. It's weirding me out. I'm gonna try to take a picture of that. It just looks so creepy. Why is it black? didn't used to be black, it used to be normal. But I don't think like the sun would make that happen. It wouldn't bleach it out like that. Even if it did, it wouldn't make it black. <laughs> it's just so strange. Like, is this the, uh, it's like this is the black market 7-Eleven. Like this is the 7-Eleven you go to to get the, uh, the cursed items if it was an RPG. How creepy. Oh man, this walk is nice. <laughs> it's definitely not just that I had personal nostalgia for this. I like this one better than the other rivers that I walked down. Just got a lot of greenery on either side and a lot of weird variety. Oh yeah, I was gonna say too about the um, Hospital University being very affluent, but then as we get a little further down here, you get just like the weird outlet store that just feels like it's like from the countryside where they don't sell anything with a brand name and everything's just kind of a cheap place to get socks or whatever. <laughs> There's one of those. And then as you go further, once you get to OG, it's like, bum, 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 super fancy. So this thing, it really has it all. It just goes up and down the economic scale. It goes up and down the uh, nature back to city scale. It's got the little overpass in the shopping street, but then it's got these quiet parts. Here's another washroom coming up just as I need to pee. <laughs> it's so good, man. What a good walk. I love this fucking thing. I'm getting rained on more, but the skies are clear ahead of me. So I'm just going to put this recorder away either till it clears up or till I got to whip out an umbrella. Oh man, this walk is so good. It's like better than I remembered. It's so good. Just crossing over because there's some kind of weird statue. Is this new? I don't remember this from before. I know there's like a Buddha statue coming up later. And this one is definitely new. A bunch of birds just on a, a crescent. According to the little Google Translate, it just says Yasuri Waterside. Don't know what that means at all, but that's cool. It's still raining a little, but it's very minor. Oh, yeah, and here's this area where it's like a little elevated park. There was one of those 
de-elevated areas too, like I talked about with the Maguro River. Like, why are there these parts where you, they're always blocked off. You can go down to a little tableau, a little lower area, halfway down the riverbank. They're always blocked off. Don't know what it is, but I passed one of those. Now I'm heading up, up to this little elevated park area. I was gonna say though, I keep uh, forgetting what I'm talking about. Just that in the, uh, the aisle of the, you know, unusual dried fish products, <laughs> the stuff that we would never have in my crappy hometown in Canada. The thing I tried today was uh, deep fried squid chips. And it was one of those things, like the first moment I put one in my mouth, I was like, no, I don't think so. Cause it's like starts off kind of sweet, but it's not crispy like chips. It's a bit soft, kind of soggy-ish feeling. And then as you chew it, it has the fish aftertaste. But as I ate a couple, it's like, oh no, actually I don't mind this, <laughs> you know? This is actually kind of good. But it's in that weird middle zone of, I don't mind it, but it's clearly something my palate's not used to that I didn't grow up with. And uh, I realized stuff in that aisle, it's not expensive, but it's not cheap, <laughs> you know? I was thinking like every time I go to a convenience store, I should just uh, go try something from that aisle. But realistically, it's mostly just dried, shredded fish. And it's gonna be like 350 or four bucks. <laughs> I think I should still be a sometimes food. Oh man, this is so cool. There's all these like steps in the hill. Just all these nice little chairs you can sit on. And it's funny cause like, I mean, I guess all of my early memories were around this area cause just again, it's where I lived. But I remember when I lost my passport. I'm sure I'll tell that story more in the future, but I was recording an episode of my writing podcast and I was sitting on a bench in this very park trying not to let on how unbelievably stressed out I was. <laughs> but if you ever go back and listen to those episodes, the How to Write a Novel podcast by Keith McNally, there's an episode called Moscow to Tokyo, and then just it goes on from there, the next batch. I don't exactly recommend them because it's a, it even stresses me out a little listening back to them. <laughs> it's like you can hear it in my voice, like I was stressed because I didn't have a passport or a birth certificate or anything. Where now I've got, I got my birth certificate tucked away back at the Airbnb, got my passport strapped to my chest under my shirt. And it's possible this thing, the strap could break and it could fall out without me realizing, but it's not likely. Wow, I never looked from up here. From one side, you know, is the river. That's not a bad view. From the other side, you can see just over the top of the buildings to some big, crazy nightmare overpass. I mean, what the fuck sums up Tokyo more than that? Beautiful scenic river on one side, nightmare overpass on the other side. And a cool park right in the middle. <laughs> but yeah, from here I can see this washroom that I'm looking at down here. <laughs> I've made my peace with the fact that this is just the washroom podcast, but this one's extra good because there's a lot of washrooms on the way here, but you know, like squat toilets and stuff. They're great if you gotta pee, but this one is the full, you can just close the door and use a, a Western style toilet. Although man, I ran into one of those just on the way from 
uh, I don't remember what the neighborhood is called that my Airbnb is in, but from northern Itabashi to Naki Itabashi, there was a, uh, on my way here from the Airbnb, I've never seen this before, but I ran into a, uh, a washroom with, uh, like the door, the sliding door was just stuck. It wouldn't close. And when I checked with Google Translate, it said something about an automatic door. I mean, I guess there was like a, a button or some technique, something to make it close automatically. Maybe it would have sensed if I sat down on it and totally pulled my pants down. But I mean, I just, the door was just open. It's like, well, I can't, what is going on here? I can't use this bathroom. And I couldn't figure out how to make the door close. Classic, classic dumb guy visiting Japan who can't even make a door close. But yeah, so this washroom though, <laughs> tippity top, one of my favorites. But also there's a 7-Eleven. You can't quite see it from here, but it's tucked away right around the corner. And I'm going to go there for old time's sake because that one, after I lost the passport and, uh, and my birth certificate all in one fell swoop, I had them all together. I just, you know, fell out of my pocket somewhere. I didn't realize for days that I'd lost it. But that was one of the weird, uh, I mean, it would probably be like this anywhere, but it was extra this way in Japan is since I didn't have a birth certificate, um, my mom scanned my birth certificate because I did have a copy back home. And then she notarized it because she's a lawyer. And, and I don't know if any passport office in the world would care about that, but they certainly didn't hear because that's just not, that's not how the rules are supposed to work. Which is fine, it's just weird that what did work is I just had to order one from my home province. But it could obviously never get here in time. It was just being sent back to my hometown. But just the confirmation that I had ordered it was enough to proceed. But it's just weird, it's like you guys still have nothing more than you had before. My notarized copy is actually much more substantive. It's an actual birth certificate instead of just the phantom check mark that a a birth certificate is en route somewhere else in the world like that just doesn't matter but it does matter because it's required of the process and even that wouldn't have been such a big deal except uh, that was before I had at least now I have like a sort of visa debit card and I have a backup I have a second bank account in case I lose my first card I, I mean I guess I just it's too big of a story to get into <laughs> but my bank cards were all fucked up too it was extremely difficult to even order that thing who cares who cares but the 7-eleven near here is uh not every 7-eleven has a printer but but a lot of them do and that's where I printed off this picture and I couldn't believe how well it works because I, I didn't have a proper computer either and I just had this horrible burner phone but I got this this scan through some Wi-Fi at the 7-Eleven onto my phone and then I connected the phone to the printer with USB and even through all the Japanese menus and stuff I figured out how to print it and pay for it and everything <laughs> and it's just like even though it, it didn't help me at all it's still like a point of pride. I still have uh, good feelings about this 7-Eleven because I did that. I, I made it through this weird, circuitous process. And it was just cool, you know? It added to my, like, I love Japanese convenience stores. Oh, there it is. I can see... I can see the sign with its green, orange, and red, not black. But why? Why did it have a black sign? Anyway, I'm going to go to that 7-Eleven. If I had to guess, if I had to predict, I'm probably going to buy a bunch of dumb junk. <laughs> and yeah, what time is it? 
It's not even 3.30 yet, so yeah, I still got a couple hours till it's pitch black. Plenty early enough to drink coffee. And then I'll probably just hang out in this park because again, it's, uh, it's like the last, it's the last excellent washroom before OG. So I'm just gonna hang out in this park for a bit, drink the coffee, drain the coffee. And then at OG Station, oh my lord, it's so amazing. It's just like bidets and stuff. It's like the bathroom of the future. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> Although at least my Airbnb this time, it's not a super fancy uh, toilet, but it does have the little bidet thing. Which yeah, again, I'll do a podcast about toilets at some point. But uh, I've become a fan. I like it. So it was weird when I stayed in places that just had plain toilets that did not have any of these cool fancy stuff it was such a bizarre feeling of like i'm gonna go to hydrima station or og station to use the fancy toilet like that would just never happen anywhere else on earth that your apartment is kind of like oh, i don't know it's not my favorite washroom of all time but at the subway station <laughs> there's a fancy toilet oh man and they have yeah this has definitely become much more rare, but they have the garbage cans outside of the store here. I love that. It used to be that most of these stores had had garbage cans outside. Now, most of them don't. But yeah, this whole time I've been carrying around one of these cups. Oh, it's a Family Mart cup. <laughs> Dark roast latte. <laughs> but whatever, 7-Eleven, I'm afraid you get my Family Mart garbage. I'll make it up to you by buying a bunch of stupid junk. There, I'm sitting on the exact same bench where four years ago I was lamenting my fate <laughs> about losing my passport. Yeah, because I remember I talked for like 20 minutes just about writing stuff and then it's like I was trying to put it off the whole time and then it's like, oh, I guess I should bring up this thing that happened that I'm trying to pretend I'm not stressed, but I'm so stressed. But yeah, it's so weird. I, I cannot predict what'll set off my nostalgia circuits at all, where yeah, it was a little weird yesterday. It's like, oh yeah, there's the old neighborhood, there's the old place, not, uh, not necessarily getting uh, much in the way of filling my nostalgia tanks. Unexpectedly, I thought I would, but just <laughs> going in that 7-Eleven and walking past the, uh, the printer, the photocopy, whatever, the everything machine. Saw that and it was like, awesome. <laughs> Got that little twinge like that, fuck yeah. And the lady gave me, uh, on the receipt, there is like, she was kind of trying to point out to me this one specific, um, I can probably figure this out, but it's like a coupon. UCC, that's a coffee brand, right? But yeah, that's okay. It, uh, I think I'll survive if I don't uh, use the coupon <laughs> for uh, coffee that costs $1.20. Yeah, the 270 milliliter, that's pretty small. Anyway, um, that just reminded me though, last time I was here, it was certainly no different with my inability to understand anything. It's kind of nice now, at least because they're clearly um, moving a little bit away from plastic bags, that if I just kind of make the gestures of, yeah, no, I'm good, I don't need a, I don't need a plastic bag, they just go with it, that's fine. There's, there's no uh, tug of war about it, because last time it was not that way. I tried to ask to not have a bag and it became a whole to-do. 
like, but you gotta have a bag. <laughs> and if you don't take a bag, we gotta put stickers on all your stuff to prove that you paid for it. Now they're fine. It's like, yeah, okay, good, good. I don't have to give you a bag. That shows my balance on this too. I assume it probably doesn't do that if you use like a bank card, right? That you just have your... Or maybe it does, because yeah, I've got $102 on this thing. Roughly in Canadian. But yeah, I guess there actually, there was a story a little while ago of, uh, I think it was Hideo Kojima, the video game producer. He was at like a gas station somewhere. And somebody posted his receipt because they were just excited that they had met him. Maybe it wasn't a bank balance. I guess it was, uh, it showed how many like gas points he had with that particular gas chain. <laughs> you know, inadvertently, that's not why the guy was posting it, but it was just a, a little bit of a minor thing. People were like, hey, dude, you shouldn't have done that. Don't give away his info. That's not cool. But let's do a, a brief audio mukbang. I got a precious coffee moments. I wonder if I can translate that. It's really hard to translate stuff that's uh, a logo, you know? It's, it's not so bad when it's just straight up, plain, utilitarian text. But yeah, no dice with that. It's not even on a flat surface. But, uh, Precious Coffee Moments, established 1933, Kobe. <laughs> Brown glucose millimeter diarrhea. Can I save this image? That's fucking ludicrous. Come on, dude. There's no fucking way it says that. Darn, I lost it. Brown sugar. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt I can make it say diarrhea again. That was fucking weird. Brown sugar containing milk. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously what it really means. Take my word for it, dude. It said that. It was hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, it's not coming back, but oh well. I got to see it at least. I got to witness the perfect moment. But anyway, I just thought I'd try this because it's an unusual coffee brand. I think I might have had it once before last time. But it had the white label and the brown label, which now I'm seeing the brown label is uh, brown sugar slash diarrhea. But even though I always kind of, uh, you know, whenever I get chips, I'm always a little underwhelmed. But I don't get them every day, just every few days. Try some chips. So these, it was a smaller bag and it's a uh, soba, soba noodle chip. So let's try it. Oh, they're shaped like noodles more than chips. Little wavy noodles, flat noodles, soba noodles. Oh, <laughs> it tastes very much like soba. I don't know, it's kind of, um, it tastes like I'm just eating raw Mr. Noodles. Well, I can't complain, but I don't care for that. But on to the main event, since I was talking about uh, dried fish earlier. So I liked the, the dried squid. So let's try smoked squid. It's just a little bit different. Mm, yeah, definitely less dried. Hmm. Smells like something. I mean, it's sort of fishy, but what is that? I can't quite put my finger on it. Something I've smelled before. Hmm. The consistency is more like cheese. And it basically tastes like that deep fried squid I had earlier. So, 
I assumed that the batter on the stuff I had earlier had sugar in it. But this also starts sweet and then becomes more squiddy. Is that just what squid tastes like? Do I not know what squid tastes like? Maybe I don't. Hmm. I suspect these and those soba chips will actually go together pretty well, so I'm gonna do that after. But enough of disgustingly hearing me eat. Let's just try the diarrhea coffee. Oh, that's nice. That's good. It's still, I mean, it's very sweet, but it's not the generic sweet taste that always just reminds me of sugar crisp. Just, you know, drink the milk that's left over after a sugar crisp. That's what most Japanese coffee tastes like. But that one's a little different. It's uh, a little smoother. That's good. Oh, and I think the clouds are passing by. Perfect weather to sit here and eat a bunch of squid. I just got hit by an <laughs> unexpected little uh, nostalgia slap where I was just sitting there eating my weird 7-Eleven food that I bought, listening to a podcast, and I just kind of, my mind drifted off a little bit. And then when I snapped back to the present, just for a second, I like turned my head and I was like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm sitting right here. <laughs> I'm sitting right in that spot where I sat and complained about my fucking passport being lost or whatever. It's just uh, just a tiny little, just for a split second, I sort of forgot that I was there and then it's like, what the heck? What am I doing here? <laughs> I think this might be one of those days too where I'm more tired than I realize I am because that's a little, that is a bit weird, that little thing that just happened. Oh yeah, the reason also, another little, little thing I'd forgotten about, but the reason I got that particularly kind of unusual batch of stuff from 7-Eleven I was just going to get an onigiri, but they had almost none. There was only like a couple. I'm not really sure I want to dive back into uh, natto. I've had natto before. It's not the worst, but I have a feeling I, if I get it again, I'll probably regret it. It's definitely something you eat for its healthy properties more than its delicious flavor. But yeah, that was something I had forgotten about with these sort of smaller, more out-of-the-way convenience stores, like the ones out by... Uh, Akigawa Station, this happened a lot too, is that they don't get a bunch of stuff in the morning and then just let it sit there all day. They're getting deliveries all throughout the day, which is obviously a good thing, keeps things more fresh. But in this case, yeah, they didn't have very much, so I got all that weird stuff instead. And then when I went back to get rid of my garbage, the 7-Eleven delivery truck was there. He was bringing in new stuff. So yeah, it's definitely a cool thing, but there are some times. Well, I guess here, you know, I mean, that was probably pretty representative. There wasn't anything, there was a bit of a lack at that very moment, but then when I went back in 20 minutes, it was getting fixed. Where I do remember out by Akigawa, sometimes there'd be like a sign that said like, hey, sorry, we're kind of out of stuff and there's none coming for a while, <laughs> you know, because it's just a real fringe branch of the store, of the chain. Hey, here's that, uh, that kind of outlet store I mentioned. You know, some socks probably wouldn't kill me, but uh, I'm trying to hit the perfect balance of just like how much stuff do I need before it gets to be more than I'm using. I'm not totally sure yet. I probably need some socks, but I'm not sure. Oh, and of course there was one more washroom I forgot about on the way to OG, because of course there is, because this is the best. 
I'm really pleased with how much I'm enjoying this walk. It's not that long of a walk. 90 minutes at most. You could probably make it in an hour at a, at a decent clip. I'm not sure, because I always amble very slowly. <laughs> but I think I'm coming to the end here. But it's so nice, and having bumped into some of the other little mini rivers like this, these canal, sort of concrete rivers, when I was further south in Tokyo, and uh, yeah, they're similar, but they're just, this one is my favorite. This one really is my favorite. This is like, kind of awesome. It's not just nostalgia. It's not just that I happened to end up here randomly because I picked a cheap Airbnb. I really like this walk. Nakaitabashi to Oji Station, fully recommended. There's a bunch of little parks. This is like at least the third one I've passed. And here's another one of those, and this one's huge, these areas where there's steps going down to a, uh, well, this one goes all the way down, almost to the bottom of the river. Usually they only go halfway. This one goes way down. But they're all blocked off. No one's allowed down there. What the hell is this for? <laughs> it's so, it's almost like this one's like a little marshland. It looks very nice. But yeah, as good as this walk is and how nice it is in general, and uh, it's got a lot of trees and stuff, and like I was saying, it's got a nice mix of, uh, it's got the outlet store if you need that, but it's got the fancy university and it's got, it's just kind of like a little mishmash of everything. As you get to OG Station, that's the part that really surprised me. It starts to taper down. And then that's where it gets like all traditional. The like really old school looking, <laughs> in my terminal shallowness, I don't even know what to call them. Cause they, to me, they're just like buildings from from old video games, you know, from Shinobi or something. And like paper lanterns and stuff. And it's just, I think it's actually restaurants is mainly <laughs> what's down there. And it's just so freaking beautiful. I'm coming in on it at pretty much the perfect time because the sun is still going down. A cold snap hit, so I put on my thermal shirt and then all of a sudden it stopped raining and it's getting warm again. So I might not need it, I got tricked. Keep getting worried, like, oh no, am I gonna get caught out here in the cold and I don't have enough layers and am I gonna have to commit the cardinal sin of actually taking a train instead of walking home? But now, no, it's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine, false alarm. Still ominous clouds on the horizon though. That song just started playing out of the heavens. I don't know where it's coming from. I can never see these speakers, but it's... There must be a bunch of them, because it was everywhere. And it's not five o'clock yet, it's only 4.30. I thought it was a five o'clock song, but is it a 4.30 song? I don't know. Anyway, I just thought I'd record that, because that, that happens, I mean, I guess pretty much every day, and it freaks me out every time. It's like, how? How is RPG town music just playing all of a sudden? What the heck? OG station, man. What the heck? What a premium station. So it's interesting, first off, just how uh, my memory was close, but not quite right. How I thought there were uh, paper lanterns. All the lights do have lanterns on them as you approach the station, but it's more like Western style lantern which could be a Japanese-style lantern, too. I don't know where the lantern originated, but all the lights have that shape. 
and I don't really know what's in this neighborhood. There's all kinds of buses, and I'm sure these trains take you to many fine places, but I, I don't know. I've never gone anywhere. <laughs> I always come to this station just because this station is so awesome. And there's a park near here where I'm gonna go now. But just because it happens to be at the bottom of, the, of that river, the Shakuji River. But yeah, if you go a little beyond this main square where everything is, it's quite bustling too. There's like people handing out stuff. And yeah, I feel like the amount of activity would make it easy to let everything be, you know, more crazy or kind of worse instead of how it is, which is awesome. Because if you go beyond this main square, you go a little further, there's a smaller square that has a washroom there that has a squat toilet that's like from the beginning of history. It's so old. And I remember I used that one once because I didn't know I had other options. And it was, you know, like I've said, I don't necessarily mind using a squat toilet, but I kind of equate it more with the sort of more outskirt areas. It's weird when you're in a major spot to use a squat toilet that is uh, also in terrible disrepair and old and all fucked up. Because that's definitely not how OG Station is in general. I don't know what's up with that toilet. I don't know what the story is with that. Because the rest is, yeah, super duper modern and, you know, it's all like Starbucks and McDonald's and Moss Burger. And the washroom is just as good as I remembered. You just go in and it's like super duper from the future. Everything is amazing. I went in and I was like, should I? I mean, I'm still in a, a really busy public space. You know, I'm flashing back to like the horrible time I had to use the bathroom in Grand Central Station. And it's like, even though this seems pretty dang sweet, I shouldn't use the bidet here, right? Like, surely not in this public bathroom. There's no way that's a responsible thing to do. It's like, whatever, I'm gonna do it. And it worked fine and it was great. And it's like, this is insane. How is it so good? And then uh, by accident, I kind of got a little view into why. It's like things, things aren't this good by accident. I was trying to figure out how to flush. And uh, of course I should have known there was a sensor you don't even need to touch. You just have to wave your hand in front of it for full future technology. But uh, there was this nondescript button I pressed first and nothing happened and I pressed it again and nothing happened and then I saw the other one. So then on my way out I was rinsing my hands and uh, an attendant came in behind me and he doesn't know it was me who touched the button, <laughs> thankfully, although he probably guessed. It's probably pretty obvious if the button got pressed for no reason. It's probably the idiot white guy who doesn't know what the fuck's going on. But this guy looked like he worked at a casino got his little vest on, his little proper black and white outfit. He's wearing a mask and he was obviously just a bathroom attendant. I pressed the please come attend to the bathroom button. And I don't know where he was stationed, but it must have been nearby because he was there in like 30 seconds and there was nothing to fix. Everything was fine. Everything was perfect. So I don't think I put him out too much, but I still felt like, oh, whoops, stupid me. Sorry, sorry, whoops. But I got a little window into why the bathroom at OG Station is so amazing. Because there's a guy they hire to make sure that it's amazing. Now this is one thing I remembered a little less. 
I did not remember it being so loud here, but it obviously is and always was. It's a huge, huge central area where a million different buses and trains stop. But next to Oji Station is this park, Asukayama Park, A-S-U-K-A-Y-A-M-A -A Park. And I'm walking up these steps to it right now. The sun is most of the way down. The lamps here are just normal lamps, but there's lamps everywhere. And this place has a, I didn't notice it at first, but it's got this teeny tiny little tram system. Because for whatever reason, this park, which is not that big, is like three stories up. <laughs> it's just like up on a, it's just a hill, which is one of the things I like so much about Japan is all the random hills everywhere. It's just neat. I mean, maybe that's why they made this into a park. There's just a big hill here all of a sudden. And they're like, yeah, just whip a park up there. Just leave it, leave it as it is. Don't build stuff there. Actually, I heard that about Central Park too, that that's one of the reasons why they dedicated that much real estate to a park in New York when they're obviously all fucking insane and would prefer it to just be horrifying office buildings and condos is because the ground in Central Park, a lot of it is just rock. And you can't dig deep enough to make the foundations required for skyscrapers. So it wasn't just uh, out of the goodness of their heart, it was because they had no other choice, which makes a lot of sense to the New York mindset. But yeah, if you want to get up here and you can't take all those stairs, there is a teeny tiny little tram you can get on. Just a wee little one that takes you up to the top, which I have not used, but it's kind of neat that it's here. And yeah, this park, I mean, yeah, I guess it really is small. Jeez, I'm already on the other side of it. I was just going over to this coffee machine. Man, I love so much too. It's still like humid and warm. I'm back to my t-shirt, but I just am in the mood for a, a hot coffee instead of a cold one. And I just love that I can get the hot ones. <laughs> That's one of the things I really miss in the summer being here. Not that I would have wanted a hot coffee in the middle of the summer when it's still blazing hot at 2 a.m. But having both is yet another reason why I think this is just a really good time of year, late fall, to visit Japan. Hmm, what do we got here? Boss? Boss Cafe Olay? That'd probably do. Let's just keep walking. I'm sure there's at least one more machine in this, uh, this year park. Let's see what we can see. I used to always get ice cream here. Well, let's go walk over there and see if the ice cream machine is still there. <laughs> Maybe I'll get both. Make a little affregato, whatever the fuck it's called. Coffee and ice cream together. But yeah, this is not a large park, but if you're already here, if you're taking the walk from Nakaitabashi to Oji, as I so love to do, I mean, hey, you're already here, fuck it. Come check it out. I mean, the only downside is it is surrounded by traffic. But even now that I'm here, it's not nearly as bad. It's only when you're right over by the actual subway trains that it's quite horrifyingly loud. But what a nice little place. And then, yeah, from here, I would usually ramble my way to Ikebukuro, which I don't actually exactly know how to get to. It's just that it's a big enough neighborhood that the street signs and stuff would point me in the right direction. But I'm not sure what I'm doing today. Sun's going down, it's still gently sparkling. Sun's going down, it's still gently sprinkling rain. I could go to Ikebukuro. I could walk back up the river. I could go north and take an entirely new route back to my Airbnb. 
Though I suspect there's not much up there, but just random city. I'm in Kita City now. So if I just headed up north and cut across Itabashi, that would be new. That'd be somewhere I have not been. There's the Arakawa River and oh, the Samita. Where did you come from? It looks like the Shingashi River. Is that the one that I crossed the other day? I believe so. It joins the Arakawa and then the Samita. Maybe it becomes the Samita at some point. I don't know. Samita, anyway, is the one that goes by the Sky Tree. I mean, I guess they both go near the Sky Tree on either side. So, anyway, I don't know what I'm doing with myself this evening. But for now, yeah, I'm just gonna find a coffee, hang out in this park a little bit. Because I did it, I did, uh, I did my journey. I did my fabled journey and it was great, man, I loved it. I'm tempted maybe to just walk back up that river now that it's nighttime. But I don't know. Hmm, although I'm looking. <laughs> just because this is what I always would do. I would walk down here and then walk to Ikebukuro. It's just what I did turning my head in that direction and it's like mm, mm, I'm feeling that a little I'm feeling like maybe that's what I'm supposed to do I think that's where I'm supposed to go where the idea of if I looked to the other direction of just going up into random ass Kita city I can't imagine that that's that seems like it's probably pretty generic but yeah I can easily do a whole podcast about Ikebukuro definitely don't need to mash that in today. So even if I do go there, I'll go back. I'll go back later. Doing a Kabukuro podcast. Let's just see if there's ice cream. It's not necessarily appropriate ice cream weather. I just want to see if that machine's still here. And if it is, I'm going to get one. Oh, there's a bit of a view here over by where the super loud train is. I never noticed this before. But there's sort of a view here that all you can see is more city, but there's a, uh, there's a Ferris wheel over there. And that's one of those things that doesn't look that far. But I've learned that that means that's an hour and a half away. <laughs> that is not close. <laughs> oh, the ice cream machine's here and I luckily have just enough money. I was like, oh no, if I don't have enough coins, that would be horrible. The custard one I got the other day is not here, but I'm gonna get the one that I didn't get the other day. Blueberry cheesecake, can't go wrong with that. Wow, I have like the perfect amount of money. It's uh, 170. That leaves me with only 20 yen. Biggity bam. I just realized that leaves me without the money to buy a coffee. <laughs> Either I'll just find a machine that takes uh, the Suica card or just go to a convenience store or just not have a freaking coffee. I made my choice, ice cream choice. Man, now I'm starting to feel like, yeah, because I've just done this route so many times. Now it's starting to feel like it hasn't been four years since I've been here. It's like I did this yesterday. <laughs> this seems so 
I'm just remembering coming to this park from the other direction. One of the times when I walked from Ikebukuro, which I didn't do as often, down this way and up. I guess, though, I did that actually pretty often. Which, again, is just the power of having the Airbnb in Nakaitabashi, of actually living there. You could take these walks through these weird areas and up through these sort of semi-obscure parts of Tokyo. And then at the end, you're back home. <laughs> like, I could still do that walk. For this week especially, because if I just keep walking, you know, I'll get to where I'm staying. But after this, it would be weird. I could still do this, but then I'd have to get on the train and travel back to wherever else I was going. So, I mean, I guess I can see, you know, I was saying how it didn't seem worth it to have a little cramped Airbnb near Shibuya. But I guess that's only because I just don't like the more crowded parts of cities as much. Location is important. Location still is, is very key. It kind of unlocks the neighborhood. It makes the neighborhood so much more accessible and easy and just makes these, these walks like a fun, easy thing to do. Because yeah, to go out of your way to travel out here to do any of this stuff, I don't know, that would be maybe, maybe not... I'd still, I still think the walk from Nakaitabashi to Oji is worth it. But it's so much easier when you're just staying out here and it's all wrapped up in a nice little bow. You get to explore the cool neighborhood and just stay there. <laughs> just stay there when you're done exploring. You're already home. All right, ice cream taste test. Perfect, oh God, yeah. Uh, blueberry cheesecake, man. So fucking good. That's what I should've got the other day for sure. Delicious. Okay, I'm going to do a tiny little Ikebukuro ending for this podcast is uh Man, yeah, the whole walk here, I was all excited and I was like, this feels so good. I remember this walk so well. I know exactly where to go. The closer I got, the more I was like, oh yeah, this is fucking great. This is where I want to go. And then uh, when I finally got here, I saw the sky tree way in the distance, which was the thing that made me walk to the sky tree one time. Because <laughs> I'm like, hey, it can't be that far, but it's crazy far. I saw that view. Basically 10 out of 10, everything was awesome. And then when I got here proper, it's just, it's just so many people. And for the first time since I've been here, just the gigantic word COVID has got emblazoned on my mind. I haven't thought about it at all. I haven't been at all concerned, but here, I mean, it's pretty early. What time is it? Yeah, it's only 6.30. I mean, it seems late because it's dark, but it's not. It's like a Sunday night. Is it Sunday? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Sunday. It's just too many fucking people. This feels wrong. It's like, nah, nah, I gotta get out of here. I'll come back in the daytime. A nice Monday afternoon when it's less busy because I literally just want to mill around. I just like the, the, you know, the place, the like environment. I don't, I don't need the people. I'm not actually here to do anything, just here to be here. I can do that when it's less busy. This is fucked, it's so busy. It's like, what the shit? <laughs> Insane. 
I guess it was like, no, I don't know. I think this is worse than when I was in Shibuya. It's really fucking busy here. Ikebukuro, man, it's fucking popping, apparently. So yeah, that's the quick update. This place rules. Feels good to come back here. But at this specific time, I'm getting the fuck out of here. 